0: Good morning, evening, afternoon, wherever you are, my dear friends. Uh, This is The Swift Half with Snowden, with my guest here, Paul North, who I'll introduce in uh, one second. But uh, just to say, we've changed the set. We're doing this one live from my luxury home in Sussex. And Paul is now a local lad because he's moved to next door, well, not literally next door, but down the road in Worthing. He is the director of VOLTFAS, the drug reform charity is it or just organization we're not a charity we're we're
1: now just a a classic commercial company
0: okay nice one um so obviously that's what we want to talk about for the next half hour thanks for joining us thank you for joining me it's very well well.
1: you're very welcome what's going
0: on in the world of cannabis legalization particularly well i think cannabis
1: legalization is of particular interest to a lot of people at the moment because you see a lot of politicians talking about it and butchering it as 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 a subject we've seen butchering it Butchering it, as in approaching the subjects without understanding the evidence behind it, and saying things that they think the public want to hear, rather than what I think they actually want to hear. Because I, I don't. What really, they need to hear. What they need to hear, just what they think. I think drug policy at the moment there's a big disconnect between what politicians perceive the public to think and what they actually think. Okay. Particularly amongst centre right politicians. What do, think, they, what do they think people want to think? Or what, I I, I, I think what do they think people think. I think they believe that the public are wholeheartedly against sensible drug reform, particularly around drugs like cannabis. Right. And while I would concede that there is some resistance among certain sections of society around the concept of legalising drugs like cannabis, yep. I think people are far less bothered than politicians perceive them to be. What do the opinion polls say on this? Well, the opinion polls say that the majority of the UK would support legalisation of cannabis there's certainly some resistance among social conservatives. yeah, And overwhelmingly so, Labour supporters would support legalisation of cannabis, but even amongst, even if you poll the Tory party though, this, it still comes out over 50%. Mm-hmm. The cat's kicking it. See, the cat is quite passionate and about cannabis reform and giving us the same.
0: Knocking on a bell, honestly.
1: So I, I think there's a disconnect. Yeah. I think there's a disconnect between, just, I think there's a disconnect between what, between politicians and the public of a drug policy reform. But the bit, the reason why I think it's interesting is we're on the cusp of many countries around the globe drastically changing their drug right. policy. So, Canada.
0: Canada, where we be, we've seen well, we've first been, we'll, we'll come back to that in a bit, I think. Lots of states in America.
1: Lots Uruguay. States in America Uruguay.
0: What's Ch- going on in, what were you going to say? Chile. Germany. Germany, all right, yeah. Ge- Germany. Going say, what's going on in Europe? So, German, what exactly are the Germans doing? The Germans are going to go Canada.
1: Full, yeah. Full legalisation. Full, full adult use legalisation of cannabis in what I hope becomes a sensibly regulated market and learns from the mistakes of Canada, which again, we saw firsthand. Yeah. So I think to move off and away from the point of politicians struggling with the issue, and certainly our politicians, I think, on both sides of the camp, haven't effectively engaged with cannabis and really echoed what the public think and feel. They're just going off what they perceive them to feel. Mm-hmm. But there are lots of politicians around the globe who've gone, everything, everything we've tried to do with cannabis has failed. Like, like it's just it there's no way you can look at the our current setup with cannabis and view it as a net positive. And mm-hmm. I know Hitchens and and Co. Mm-hmm. and I'm sure many people who who will watch will feel that well it's because we've not policed it enough we've been soft on drugs we've not prohibition's never been tried yeah yeah it's that vibe it's the in fact you did a debate the other day didn't it? with a colleague of mine katia mm. and the... and it always comes up whenever you have those discussions and debates people say we just need to it was sean bailey wasn't it we just need to be strict we just need to be harsher we just need to punish people yeah more. a bloke we... from the audience said that uh, chairman mao had the right idea just take people out and shoot them i mean there you go welcome to the battle of ideas where everything is welcome where all ideas are welcome but Maybe not many of them are useful, but, and and you you can take, you could morally and ideologically, you could take that position, right? You could say, we've not effectively policed drugs off the streets, which is true. We've not, they're absolutely everywhere. Like they're absolutely everywhere. It is incredibly easy to get drugs, but the practical application of that position is completely ludicrous. Like all our enforcement efforts at the moment take under a percent off the street. Under a percent of drugs get seized. So 99% slips through. Mm-hmm. So if you were to follow Hitchin's logic and say, we just need to police it off the street, the ex- the level of policing you would require
0: is, is absolutely Well, to be fair, his argument is that if you give these people a short, sharp shock, and you, a bit like with the Just Oil people, probably, if you stuck some of these people in prison We had to clean years... out before we came in. Should we say that? <laughs> <laughs> no, that was our London. Yeah. <laughs> He would say that you know if you if you give these middle class drug users ten years in prison, then you only need to do it to a few people. Well, here, who here, look here, around.
1: here's a here's a problem. When we have a moral subject like like drug policy, people engage with it from just a just an uninformed position so yeah. so so I, I think let's go if you go speak to criminologists and you say not not the like woolly academic ones who just because there are a lot of academics who i really struggle with when it comes to drug policy and they they do the same things that hitchens hitchens is doing and say we could legalize all drugs it'd be absolutely fine and they're just creating the worldview they want to see rather than the reality which i i, I wouldn't subscribe okay. so if we legalize all drugs i think it would be pure chaos but if we follow the evidence on what works with regards to policing drugs it's not about severity of punishment, it is about likelihood of intervention. So a bit like speeding cameras, right? Likelihood like, of being caught. Yeah, yeah, being caught. Like people slow down for cameras because they're like, well, it's gonna go off. Yeah. It's right. not like it only goes off one in ten, you know, people yeah, will yeah. pull it through. And that's that's a bit like that. Is how we police um drugs in some ways. Yeah. So like, but you can't it, obviously it, can't guarantee intervention. You can't guarantee intervention yeah, yeah. hardly ever. Exactly. So so the so there, there is some truth in the the, you know, we've not really tried prohibition. Argument because it is a bit of a lottery, you know. Some people, based on how they look or where they are, get off with cannabis possession, whereas others get a criminal intervention. But if you were to follow their logic, to like, you would need so many police and so much right. enforcement to create that a feeling. It needs state. to be every single nightclub. Would, yeah, it, yeah, it would be crazy. Least, so, yeah. so
0: to,
1: but to get back to what I was saying previously, it's it's interesting because states and countries are starting to change it. They're, they've come to that conclusion that what we're doing now is not working, and and also as we've talked about a lot in the past there are loads of reasons to change our drug laws and it doesn't have to be about harm it's about the economy it's about innovation Mm. it's about science Mm. you know it it doesn't have to be this kind of left-wing argument which is you know people are getting hurt through being arrested and like, well they are and that's bad you know or a right-wing argument people should be free to do what they want yeah yeah of course you could you, you could take that position but in the countries where you see them, you know, they they, they stop for a second. They go, okay, let's just look at cannabis again, and they realize that they can make you know huge markets that a lot of people really enjoy. That create loads of science and tech and innovation are actually quite interest. They're quite interesting. Like cannabis markets, quite interesting for a lot of yeah people, for lawyers, scientists, you know, just logistic. The logistics of it are quite interesting. The supply chain is quite interesting, and that realization along with the public just realizing that cannabis is not quite the, you know, it's not that dangerous, but the UK is interesting because we can reflect on that trip we took to Canada, but there is absolutely in the UK, we're very caught up in the UK about mental health and cannabis Mm. and and the, the media in particular love a good, cannabis psychosis story Mm -hmm. that that, so in the uk we're a little bit different canada they were much more relaxed about it
0: yeah they were well so let's talk about canada so we went to canada in 2019 Mm. with three mps um who were norman lamb Jonathan genogli and david lammy i'm glad you took his surname on and (laughs) david lammy yeah and we went to we saw the whole thing didn't we really from farm yeah we saw everything yeah and they were well it was a bit of a curate egg, wasn't it, really? Because they the, the, we were speaking to politicians and police people and yeah. so on, and they were saying this has been a great success. But then when you looked at the data, you saw that actually more than 50% of the market was still illicit. Yeah, it was still illicit, yeah. And uh, shops weren't that appealing, and there were hardly any shops anyway. It
1: was quite boring as a consumer, because we, we, I think we reflected a bit on what was it like as a consumer, like the, the tourist element of it, and it was kind of boring. Deliberately it, boring. It, wasn't it was deliberately boring. boring. Yeah, the it was shops very
0: probably probably totally white. They had yellow warnings yeah, yeah. and like everything. A you have to see your ID and stuff. And it was remarkably expensive. For some reason, we could like never a, quite was, work out why it was. Yeah, it was. Well, because it wasn't just a tax, because the tax wasn't that high. So well, the tax tax Canadian record? dollar a gram.
1: Yeah, but the so I guess there's a lot to break down there. But the the main thing, I, I guess, I would make the point that what we have to remember about regulation and the introduction of a regulated economy and, and market that has for so long been, this cat's going absolutely wild. Mm-hmm. You, you, me and you talked about this last time we did the podcast those ago, was that the illicit market is the freest of all markets, right? It has no regulation whatsoever. It's just pure chaos. Like the yeah. survival of the fittest. It's just, it's just, so, it's just so chaos. You're going to start stroking it like a bad guy for yeah. a day. Yeah. <laughs>
0: In there's something the really, there's, there's, there's
1: right something there. really disturbing about someone like heavily petting a cat and not find. It's like just like an an um, off putting thing. Stop this bell. But it, it's the it's the freest of all markets. So if you were to tackle that beast, like imagine Canada four years ago, and they're thinking right, we're going to legalize cannabis. Let's tackle this monster of an illicit market. You, you have to. <laughs> Keep finding bells. It is incredible. Be <laughs> careful. <Sorry. laughs> It is, it's incredibly difficult to eliminate that illicit market. You have to undercut it. You have to provide better, better quality of product quicker. You have to market and advertise better than it, and you have to effectively police it. So Canada's... I don't think that's true. I think you just have to make it cheaper and decent quality. Yeah, but the, but the free market... Well, you, the, the, they can very quickly undercut you, you know, if, if you're can saying... Can they? Why? How can they? Well, a dealer can change his price, like
0: that, or their price, the, her price, whatever. Yeah, but, the, but, they, but They can change so, it instantly. But the legal market has got such economies of scale they're not being chased down by police. They're not having their goods seized every every few ships. Neither are the dealers, really, but well, maybe I mean, not. But still, they and they're looking at a bigger market. You know, th- there's no reason why industrial quantities are where you cannot be grown, at, uh, so they can be sold at a much lower price than the illicit. Market. Yeah, but but the Canadian
1: the Canadians introduced a system which I, I know you saying the tax won't have, but it, it's wrecking it's wrecking the businesses like so much so that a lot of them the share prices are terrible. There are a bunch of them that are going yeah. under any time now. Yeah. They're, they're they're absolutely crashing because the and, and this comes back to the point as like an interesting ideological point i think is that a lot of countries and governments legalize cannabis because they feel as though it is a public health issue and they're sick of seeing harm yeah they recognize the economic benefits but they become overly cautious in the introduction of those markets and those early versions that we're seeing like canada have not effectively eliminated the market because i don't think they've really created something that is about driving people to that market yes. instead it's like oh careful it's plain packaging it can be quite yeah, dangerous exactly. and a lot of people have thought well i'll just keep texting my dealer i don't want that experience it's not as, yeah. the experience isn't as good the pricing is about the same but the experience isn't as good and they,
0: and also they, it was already so widely available on the sort of grayish market of medical mm, cannabis dispensaries popping oh, them up, 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 all, up the, all over the place it hardly hardly was worth yeah. it so okay so germany is going to go down that route of total legalization Basically, yeah. anybody else in europe Mal- Malta and Luxembourg. Malta have
1: got like some weird homegrown thing, which a lot of people on, in drug policy have like celebrated and talked about. I said, and Malta are doing this," but it's it it's not a model or a market that I see being particularly beneficial for its residents. If you were really into homegrown, mm. then you can grow a bit at home. But even the homegrown laws have created a pretty clunky because there's not a lot of space in Malta, right? It's quite a, it's quite very tight, small, yeah, yeah, and not a lot of people have gardens and spaces to grow. So uh, I think it's going to benefit people that have got a lot of land and a lot of space. But you can't sell it. You can only grow for your own use. They've introduced homegrown, but are very cautious around. They're a bit like Uruguay. A lot of these places are very cautious around industry yeah. and it becoming a market, and it's it's the it's a public health approach. Yeah. Germany, so and there are a bunch of places doing that, like like Netherlands have started talking about. Even though the perception is that Netherlands are very liberal on cannabis, that you know there are the coffee shops, but even they exist in the grey area that you just mentioned mm. in Canada. They're not really supported by the government. Because they have and, to buy it from the black market. Yeah, yeah, it's illegal. So in yeah, in 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 the, in the coffee shops, the, the weed is illegal until it's brought into the shops. So, I mean, that's just a stupid system. Like anybody, there's clearly not a sensible system. If in the, in the alley before you bring it in the fire door at the back, it's illegal, and then suddenly becomes a, right. It's just a bit of a mess. But they're reviewing it, but they're being very cautious and very long-winded about it. Germany is our best bet because the five border, so Germany going to go legally in the next few years. It looks like it's going to be a kind of sensible adult use market, similar to Canada,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but then you've got five bordering countries. And then what mm-hmm. those five bordering countries are well, going exactly. to do, they're going to think, well, everybody's going over the border and getting cannabis yeah. and bring it over. So, so we all fall off of that. Border. Yeah. Yeah. And that's exactly what happened in the U S you know, the yeah. States all legalize near each other and next to each other because they think, well, this is ridiculous. People are crossing, crossing the border and getting the cannabis to bringing it mm-hmm. back and the reason this is i'm so hopeful about this is it goes back to my initial point of politicians are fairly useless at the moment when it comes to cannabis reform particularly in the uk because there's that perception that it's this big dangerous thing that the public don't want to engage with but as all these walls fall mm. you know in the us under what biden has said recently is likely to go fully legal federally legal. Is it?
0: okay yeah
1: because he came out the other day and said uh, we should pardon everybody who's in, in prison for yeah, cannabis that. possession, yeah. which actually that there's not. It was a bit of an empty statement because that's not really going to make a huge difference. But it's a statement of intent. Yeah, and and they there's a ridiculous situation they have because it is legal in like 12 states, maybe even more now, but. Despite it being legal for the states to to sell, it's federally illegal, so they yeah. can't even like really bank the money. That no, it's, right. It's the banking mess. issue is a big point. yeah, yeah. A lot of them are just carrying cash and stuff, and, and or going with like wacky and weird banks. So, the, so the U.S. is very clunky about how they're doing it. But, but I think you know I've engaged a lot of politicians over the past four years, five years, and had very good conversations with them. But it never it doesn't surmount anywhere because of the pressure that the politicians feel to talk about the subject. But when Germany goes, the US goes, I think that, like, global realisation... that yeah. if
0: the sky doesn't fall fine. in. Yeah. And everyone's quite happy about it, and you haven't seen, you know, usage going through. Yeah, yeah. particularly amongst young people, then, yeah, I've, I've always said that, you know, UK wouldn't be by, by any means the first to legalise, but eventually when the neighbours start doing it... Yeah, definitely. And you see the tax revenue rolling in. Yeah. They're going to do it. Let's talk a bit about the actual the, the legal market, because you, you mentioned some of these... Big cannabis companies, do, I think, were sort of at the peak of the bubble when we were in Canada in twenty. Oh yeah, there were. Yeah, that was And then the bubble basically burst, and completely was, burst. Yeah. It was like- so
1: it was a double whammy for them because they. So essentially, what happened in Canada? I, I admire Canada because obviously, like, it was quite brave for them to do what they did. I don't think the world of the prime minister, but mm-hmm. but you know, like, fair play for for creating quite a bold policy and saying, let's just go for it, let's do it. Mm-hmm. But the problem was and I, 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 a lot. I, I guess this happens a lot of other industries, but their perception was that they would capture a huge swathe of the market. So they basically went around and said, we're going to be making X amount in two years. And, you know, this is a huge market and all this sort of thing. What and is it is in just Canada. In Canada. Yeah. So so they raised money of their shareholders based upon a completely unrealistic target of capturing like 80, 90% of the market right. and got like 50. I think we were like, might have been 35, 40. It was yeah, bad. Between them. It was yeah, bad. Yeah, yeah. It was bad. So, they, they, their share prices. When they had to, they delayed releasing their numbers for as long as possible. But eventually, when they had to release the numbers and say this is how much of a market share we've got, the, you know, people realised it was a disaster,
0: and a lot of people pulled the money out, and they all just. I quit. thought it was even worse than no, that. I thought they were basically banking on a whole load of other countries going legal. Oh, well. that was all wrapped up in there as well. Oh. But
1: yeah, I mean, it was it. The, the 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 downside to the growing industry is there is a lot of hype and there is a lot of fake business so there are a lot of companies and organizations that are running around and rally up a bunch of cash you know because they've got some land in random african country or like south america where they're going to have this big facility and they've got like a 3d image of it and it's not yeah, actually there but actually. they've raised five mil yeah and they're going to build it one day you know so a that there's a yeah. market bubble there's oh, all nice. that yeah so there was so much nonsense of that but it's the the, the market it's much more responsible now it's got all those a lot of the joker players have have kind of disappeared there are some of the biggest companies aurora not doing particularly well they're making like layoffs every year right but but the number of canadians that are using cannabis is gradually increasing that it it remains to me a success story because the illicit market is reducing year on year right the issue is the the number of
0: smokers is going up a year on year is it
1: well, that's smell a lot of them vapor. Yeah, consumer is. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, I mean, very gr- gradual. We're not talking about like a crazy because yeah. that's the other thing people say: you legalize it, loads and loads of people are going to use it. Yeah. Where, and 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 sometimes advocates, I think, unfairly say, no, we won't get more people using. Can-. Of course, you will.
0: Yeah, they say that so. to
1: just because they don't want people. Oh if the God, price goes down and there's no legal deterrent, you would expect you would prevalence scope at least a bit. Absolutely, you? get more people consuming and, and using cannabis. But and and what a uh, what a proponent of legalization would say at that point is, well, you would increase the harm, right? So when you legalize cannabis, if mm-hmm. you're telling me that more people are going to use it, you're going to get more harm. But the, yep. Jesus, it's a bit. The the bit that they uh, miss or the way that argument is twisted is you you technically would get more harm but that harm would be less acute so it for me the, the thought exercise becomes you have two scenarios you have our current system and policy where there are small like 1.4 medical users maybe five six recreational users of cannabis mm-hmm. and the harm associated with that is quite serious because oh my god jump on the camera. oh no it's, it's by the camera right. um the ham is quite serious. So like criminal intervention can wreck your life and destroy life chances employment wise. Mm-hmm. Like obviously the strains that you're using are not regulated. They're often the strongest types of, of strains of weed that you can get, which have higher levels of risk associated with them, which is a problem. But in a legal market, it becomes much safer. So you reduce the ham. So, right. yes, ham will go up, but well, the type well, how, how of does harm that will mean? be much, much less. Why do you say ham will go up at all? Well, because on average, I reckon about 10% of people that use cannabis develop dependent problematic relationships. So if you have more people taking cannabis, then technically you have a higher percentage of people that develop a problem. But in legal regulated markets with proper education, like less stigmatization, less criminal intervention, Mm -hmm. what is defined
0: as harm is is less harmful. Yeah. And also, I mean, there's different levels of harm, obviously, like dependency is... I would say, at the lower end of harm, whereas yeah. schizophrenia was obviously at the very top end of harm. Yeah. But isn't the argument for regulating cannabis that you reduce those worst harms? The, the severe mental health problems can be reduced you could, by putting more CBD in. Yeah, definitely. THC's. And, and, edu- so and, and let's explain that point, because we're not going to be so, familiar with the, so, the, the, the supposed benefits of
1: CBD. Yeah, so one of the problems we have with the illicit cannabis market, and you see this with all illicit markets, is that again the illicit market is the freest of markets the most aggressive like fast moving market you can possibly imagine where people are constantly in competition with each other to provide the strongest or the best type of whatever drug it is that they're selling so the perception is that in illegal markets purity goes down because people must put other stuff in it stuff in it and all these other things but it's not true like strength goes up so the cocaine market the mdma market the cannabis market over the years of prohibition have all increased in strength yeah now for coke that's a pretty simple equation just the coke is stronger it's purer, and mdma is purer mm-hmm. but with cannabis what we found is the level of thc has increased yeah so thc being the main psychoactive ingredient you can have thc as an abstract on its own and it's known as things like shatter you can you can have a drug called shatter which is cannabis extract uh, just thc delivers like a really uh strong intense high and thc in cannabis historically has been much lower than it is now we did when i first started at fortfast we did a piece of research that looked at like the strength of street cannabis and by strength i mean levels of thc and what we tend to find is that cat looks so noble thc is it keeps going up and cbd goes down yeah now in terms of the most and and like i will caveat this with saying that cannabis is a relatively when you compare this with other drugs it's less harmful is, is typically less harmful sure. over drugs like cocaine yeah. etc but higher levels of thc have higher um links to people experiencing dependency psychosis psychosis etc et yeah. however a lot of that is due to the absence of cbd so as you add cbd back into cannabis then you find that because that's been going down as well as it happened yeah it's a high high of went the, the, CBD,
0: not deliberately but it went down
1: yeah it went down yeah whereas the concept of having a regulated market is you can ensure that products essentially have some cbd and or and and, to, and also i must make the point like many people have really high thc low cbd weed and are absolutely fine and don't experience a problem in fact a lot of medical strains uh kind of is cannabis with very high levels of thc and very low cbd yeah. they're absolutely fine but from a harm reduction perspective if you were if you wanted to eliminate the you know make it a safer less harmful drug you would provide strains of cannabis that do have cbd in which can help counteract some of those yeah. negative effects or you just provide an education intervention just let people know you know that's more that is stronger right. there are other ones available people go all right, okay because the problem at the moment is that's all there is on the market really unless you're connected to like a, gr- a group of growers or like you know sure yeah, well, well, you get what you give. yeah so for me a lot of it is is around like an education intervention you can provide in a legal market that is missing
0: from the illicit why do you think when we're in canada no one really mentioned mental health at all there's an issue well it's and you see the you see the same in
1: a lot of europe you see the same in america in the in the us and i think there are a number of reasons why this is the first is that here in the uk we had very very aggressive media campaigns around the dangers of cannabis and although many of us will know people who've used too much cannabis and had a problem i certainly know plenty i mean i worked in drug treatment for nine years so i saw lots of people had all sorts of problems with many drugs and I met plenty of people who smoked too much cannabis and started to experience mental health problems. But you don't see that in other areas of the globe. And we literally spoke to everyone in Canada, didn't we, and said, do you have an issue with mental health and cannabis? And they'd be like, just look blankly at us. They'd be like, no, no, not at all. So yeah. what's interesting about that is there is, and you work like this, actually, this might be, this I might be about to open a can of worms over here. But in, in uh, the UK, there is a strong correlation be- with having tobacco and cannabis. Mm-hmm. So, so a lot of joints that roll, in the in the uk all have tobacco in it sure. whereas in the us in a lot of places in europe it's just cannabis so there may be something going on with either tobacco or a combination of cannabis and tobacco
0: Yeah, no, ex- I, like I know that that that's from... well people smoke like chimneys for decades and then there was no association with bad mental health good mental health or anything it's i'm pointing
1: out one of the i mean it it is one of the differences in terms of how people consume their cannabis like we we absolutely have a, like a cultural normalization of putting tobacco in and I think the the campaigns or the attention that the media have put on it has created a, I don't know, like a little bit of a, what's the word? When societies get like freaked out and scared of something. Moral panic. A, moral, a, a bit of a
0: yeah well I mean, it could attack. be that. It could be that we're exaggerating the risk. It could be that they're downplaying the risks or it could be something else. I mean, is it possible there's a sort of reverse causation at work whereby people who are mentally ill just yeah cannabis. so there's no there's I've obviously for all the work that I've done read
1: and looked at like pretty much all the research around it and despite seeing all that research it's still not particularly clear whether it's correlation or causation mm. like I think one academic estimated that to stop one case of uh, schizophrenia amongst cannabis smoking population you'd have to stop 20,000 cannabis smokers it's like one in every twenty thousand
0: okay so based yeah. on the numbers so there's still i mean you add it up there's still quite a few people i suppose but the absolute risk is obviously very very small yeah yeah um, what do you think the strongest argument against cannabis legalization is if you had to steal that. Nice?
1: i think this the strongest argument against cannabis legalization is the moral argument that individuals shouldn't be consuming substances to distract and get away from experiences it's kind of like the classic... Oh, so basically the drugs are bad. You the know. drugs are bad, yeah. <laughs> like, we shouldn't be encouraging a thing that distracts and gets away. Because I, I think that it's the strongest argument because you just end up in a position of, like, you can't disprove that. Like, you You could just... That's just someone who sees the world differently. It's view. So, yeah, you're yeah. just like, okay, cool. Well, that's how you see the
0: world. I but have That to shouldn't be the basis see of legislation. The world differently. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I think that's strong. I think the strongest argument is I don't really like this endless constant smell of cannabis even in london where it's not officially legal or decriminalized and i gather it's a lot worse in new york now where people are just selling it from every street corner because it's completely yeah there's a lot of it
1: there's a lot of it around but you but the you can vape it you can vape it it now so it doesn't smell True. So
0: vaping, the, once again, is the answer
1: vaping is the answer. Always the answer. Yeah, smoking cannabis is is old school. Vaping is, is yeah. far better safer, more measured experience, and it cuts out the smell. So it brownies. It. brownies, brownies. Although so you've got to be, you have to be careful with the edibles. That's where education interventions absolutely key. <laughs> it's, because it's, people had some absolutely terrible experiences taking far too many edibles. And I'd, would, I'd would like to think that regulated markets bring in, uh, like a flower based product that you could vape first get people used to it and then start introducing edibles who's done the best job of uh, legalizing it anywhere including individual u.s states so I, so i did a thing for vice the day we're asking this where i had a major disagreement with the chap that was doing it because he picked uruguay and i was like that is absolutely wild that's like government run there's only two strains of weed available you can only buy it in pharmacies and the pharmacies are all over the place it's like really clunky not much fun my view personally i quite like the wild west of cannabis legalization, California, mm-hmm. where it is, there is a lot of marketing. It is quite in your face. It's pretty It's intense. very heavily taxed, isn't it? It's fairly heavily taxed, but I'm looking at it from like a consumer's perspective and as a market, it's an enjoyable... consumer well, consumers are very bothered by price. No, but it's affordable. It's not... It's not it's like, still affordable, is it? Yeah, I mean, the companies are... The companies are doing okay. They're doing better than they are in, in Canada. And there's still... The illicit market is still knocking around there because they're not quite... It's going down, not quite eliminated yet. But from a... As a con like as a consumer experience there's loads of choice there's branding so you can create like brand association yeah. and recognition with the products uh it's, it's a lot of fun washington state i think is quite similar was yeah washington's and and like the new york new york model. If, if you put in like a if you want a bit more of a balanced model new york and canada if you want to appease a public health group then you wouldn't suggest california i'm just saying that from like a personal i yeah. think i think my my thing is if you're going to legalize cannabis Think about the consumer and make it an enjoyable experience to ensure the market does well. And then maybe years down the line, you can start to bring that in a bit. But don't start like you did in Canada because you the
0: illicit market just mm-hmm. it, you, you don't take enough of a chunk off it. I so don't there's think. plenty of places now legalized to give people a steer. I think with it legalized in the future, you can learn from others' mistakes. Yeah, big time. And Germany, Germany's going to be great because we can just take
1: politicians to Germany really easily and just say, look, here you go, walk around. It's fine. And the same thing will happen as as Canada. It'll it'll be, you know, the world the ceiling won't collapse, roof won't collapse. It'll it'll be fine. It'll make a bit of money, it'll have a bit of tech, a bit of science, a mm-hmm. bit of interest innovation. So when cool. do you, when do you think it'll happen in the UK? Is it gonna take a Labour government to do this? Labour are not very good on drugs at the moment, I'm afraid. Labour, I mean, West Street in Position is, you know, it's
0: just all part of their campaign
1: to show themselves to be social yeah conservatives. yeah so essentially yeah they it is exactly that they're quite scared of engaging with it so I think it will be in the next five, I keep saying five to ten years every year but I think yeah. the next five ten years but I think it will be a byproduct of Germany going sure and the US and that's going. definitely going to happen Don't oh they yeah yeah mean, they, they released that. the legislation they released the draft legislation today the the draft guidance today do they have a lot of pot smokers and. In- in germany is it renowned for it it's not particularly renowned for it i mean probably a slight few more than the, the uk the uk doesn't have like huge huge cannabis smoking population no a lot not. of countries it's gone down a lot of videos isn't it
0: yeah <clears throat> well not hugely but it's i think like compared to the 90s it's down a lot you have to pull the numbers up oh, pull them up pull them up pull them up <laughs> uh, viewers at home if you want the british drug survey i think is the source you want we're out of time thanks very much paul Sorry. for joining me here in my home in shore and by sea hope the cat wasn't too much of a problem managed to find a bell i'd forgotten about um folks we will see you again or more accurately you'll see me again in two weeks time when i'll have another special guest thanks for watching thank you if you're a donor to the ia if you'd like to be a donor to the ia go to ia.org.uk slash donate if you'd like to donate to uh, specific digital programs such as the swift house snowden go to patreon.com slash iea london I know what you're thinking. You're thinking that Tufton Street got hosed down with orange paint. And if you donate to the IA, you're worried that you may be the target of reprisals from the far left. I can assure you that absolutely will not happen. The IA is world renowned for its donor confidentiality policy. If you wish to give to us privately, we will respect that 100%. So you can sleep well at night, knowing that people won't turn up at your house with orange paint. Thank you very much for watching.